morning everybody, this is Martin Stokes here and this is Dean Scurry and I am a traveller and I am a countryman. Welcome to a traveller and a countryman podcast. podcast. I am delighted to be rejoined on the podcast for the first time in a while by a, a true Ballymunner and uh, one of the organisers behind the, 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 the march, Mr. Dean Scurry. Dean, how are you keeping brother? Oh, I'm amazing. I'm absolutely feeling amazing. I'm buzzed for this weekend. I think it's going to be epic. It's going to be monumental. It's going to define us as a people. I think that that's the energy that's behind it. And I encourage everyone to get involved, to be part of Ireland for all. This is an open invitation. It's almost an opt-out invitation. You know what I mean? Come yeah. and get involved. This is the Ireland that we know is possible. So let's all just go and be brave, be courageous, be diverse and just be strong together. It's going to be stunning. Dean, um, it, it, look, you know, that's brilliant. And I'm glad people will get the message at the beginning. But can we can we take the tape back and say where the genesis or this came from? Because it didn't come necessarily from a uh, a positive experience. It came from a reaction to to some of the negative things that have been happening in our communities and in the community of Ballymun as well. Uh, yeah, like. I think it came from fear and misinformation and a little bit of insecurity and then people using that um, momentum or that energy and, you know, pouring a little bit of uh, paraffin onto it for their own agenda. I think that that's where it came from. I don't even think it was a thing until uh, somebody hijacked it. And or groups of people hijacked it and said, oh, we'll have a bit of this. We 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 thought we were going to hijack, uh, you know, the, the country during COVID. And we tried to do that and just pour fear and hate out into the world and conspiracy and misinformation. But that that kind of was the uh, the embryo stage of, you know, this kind of this kind of tactic of you know pushing fear and hate in 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 Ireland and Ireland is not full of fear and hate we're full of love Cade me the Folgia welcome um come on in uh, and we all sit around the fire and have the crack it just you are always someone I know who tries to talk about putting love at the center of everything. We've had conversations on podcasts off offline where we're we're going out swimming in the freezing cold waters and we're talking and Dean is telling me about love at the center. Much of the um reaction that people had out of what you said about fear, some of that, if you scratch at it, comes from love. It could be love of community. It could be love of a child and they want that child to get the medical attention they need. It could be love of, you know, um, love of, 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 of a brother or sister who needs some sort of, you know, is waiting on a trolley or sitting in an A&E. There is love. It just can be twisted by people who then say, well, the reason you're person who you care and love for or your community that you care and love for is under threat is because of the other the dehumanized the the refugee the asylum seeker this that, that is something that we you know again we have to wrestle with within our within these conversations that we have with people because it's not necessarily a, a, that that people are being um you know they okay they are being misinformed and they've been misdirected but we can't just assume because it's, there was a very big, broad brush. There was a little bit of classism in it. And there was obviously straight away, you know, well, they must be racists as well. So how do you know, how are you finding over the last few weeks that we're able to have those conversations now and actually explain to people, you know, address those fears and, and maybe center back on love? 
Yeah, I t- like I think obviously there are at the front of some of these marches because I know the ones in Ballymun, apparently, you know, all of a sudden these banners appeared and yeah. they weren't banners that were made by local people because mm. I'm the banner maker in my community and I didn't make those banners. You know what I mean? So yeah. the people kind of leading it out and teasing people out and pouring honey in their ears were definitely, you know, those who had kind of racist uh, ideologies and far right ideologies. The vast amount of people that came out didn't. They're just ordinary family community people mm. and the kind of love thing starts with yourself if you love yourself not in a in an egotistic vain way but in an honest true spiritual way uh you know you have um you have uh, a high self-esteem and then you can begin to love people in your family and then you can begin to love people in your community but it starts with with you um, and if you if you're not secure in yourself, and obviously if you're living in precarious situations, you've got a shitty contract, you've got shitty house conditions. Um, it's not the easiest place to have that kind of spiritual love. And Maslow talks about we need to get the water sorted out, the shelter mm. sorted out, and da 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 da. And those are the things that me and people like me have been fighting in this country for for years. You know, developing uh, resilience and strength, and you know. So uh, critical analysis and community and all that type of stuff. Like my last uh, big thing that people would know me for was occupying a 10 story building in Apollo House mm. where shelter was the thing that we were fighting for. And we've almost, without blowing smoke up our own arses, we probably forced Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael together because housing and homelessness was the largest issue on the uh, election that came directly after Apollo House. Mm. And then hopefully in the next six to 12 months there's going to be a housing referendum and people like me putting uh, putting ourselves out there and being courageous have encouraged that conversation mm. and that's all about community and that's all about love and that's all about uh, uh, without sounding too bleeding tick just uh, none of us is free until we're all free you know what I mean so if I'm grand with my mobile phone and my comfortably numb existence but I'm I'm shiting on the other person uh, you know what I mean neither of, neither of us are free we're both caught up in something yeah no and I actually think it's great to talk about the genesis of that as well going back to Apollo House for exa- as an example as a rallying point um, there was you know even now you see the, the political repercussions of that we see that the Attorney General was involved at the time as, as a legal representation in a different capacity He before he became Attorney General and he was on the other side of the house um, opposite the the activists and, and, the, and the people who were taking a stand and you're right housing and homelessness is at the core of this and it still is even at the core of this event that's happening this weekend because it is housing for all it is healthcare for all it is services for all but in a country we have the resources and that is the that is the issue that we have like i mean we keep being told what do you mean we have the resources we're shit broke in this country well at least some of us are yeah. I think it's what is it um what Mehmet Ulada says said uh, a few weeks ago on the on the pod where he said Ireland is full of data centers, Ireland is full of, of low t- tax paying multi corporations, Ireland is full of you know um these these systems that yeah and people- that's that that's type kind of subverting or reversing the Ireland is full narrative or the Ireland says no. Well mm. Ireland says no to you know corrupt politicians hmm. to brown envelopes to barely a hand coming back in after bleeding 10 years uh, to racism to hate you know Ireland is full of tech centres and 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 billionaires a couple of them own more wealth than something like 50% of the rest of us hmm. that's what Ireland is full of yeah no I, and and that's the and that that is where we need to get to but 
the uh, again I spoke to I said spoke to Blessing and we'll be talking to Rosemary Mon. Both I believe will be joining you on stage on on Saturday. I I I hear you're going to be the man with the mic keeping it moving. As far as I'm aware, me and Alve are I've a we're kind of co-hosts. Uh, so it's going to be like it's going to be banter. It's going to be energy. It's going to be that Ireland that we all know that is there. Uh, we just have to reveal it to each other and we have to show it. And it's going to be me dancing um, getting people up on stage. There's a DJ there, Maverick Sabre, Christy Moore are going to perform, Steve Wall, Adam Mohammed, um, Peter McFerry is going to get up and have a few words. There's going to be people, uh, you know, who are in direct provision talking. You might get one or two minutes from a couple of politicians, but, you know, that's the nature of the beast. I think Ireland for all uh, will, re- will represent on this day, on this stage, an Ireland for all. Yeah, and... and um just when we're when we're now pushing towards the the event, the, can I ask you? Are you really feeling better about the fact that this has come from something that maybe seemed to be quite small, maybe a few hundred people? It does seem to be that they're going to get a lot more than a few hundred people now, Dean. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like I was just looking at the list of kind of um, supporters. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, you know, have like Hale, Masai. Bowls, Black and Irish, Women Councils of Ireland, SIP2, United, uh, you, you, you Dublin City Council. We're, we're not spending the whole podcast reading I'm like, I'm like one, so li- one line in to a 15 line yeah. uh, documents that I could read you. Everybody's on board. And what I'm, what I was said to people the other day at the press conference was that almost this is an opt out thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're, if you're not with this, if you don't want an Ireland for all, what do you want? What is your alternative? Is there an alternative to what we're suggesting? Um, because if it is, I don't know if it's based in community or in love. It's probably based in individualism and me, me, me and hey. Well, the, the issue I have, though, is you mentioned the politicians. And I do think that a lot of the problems are political and need to be solved politically because we've seen, you know, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to push individuals on this, but I will, you know, individual politicians, because it's a structure that's been maintained. But you mentioned people from direct provision. Only a couple of years ago, Dean, we were told when this government came into power, there's a white paper and we're going to get rid of direct provision. There will be nobody from Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael standing anywhere near that stage on Saturday. Let me make that abundantly clear. They've been gangsters in this country for the last 100 years, Okay. They are the reason that we, we're doing this. We shouldn't have to do this. People like me shouldn't have to do this. We have political opposition. That's their role. Okay. We have guards, special detective units. That's their role. People like me should be lying in a hammock meditating. Okay. But unfortunately, our government and our representatives in councils across the, the, the country haven't been stepping up and have allowed this uh, hate to breathe. And what I'm going to breathe is, and, and and people are going to stand in, in solidarity is breathe love back into our communities, breathe confidence, breathe strength back in the communities. There's no strength in racism. There's no strength in the far right. It's uh, the only thing they offer is fear and hate. The only thing our government offer at the moment is misinformation, poverty, homelessness and big bleeding tech companies. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit of a rant. <laughs> no, no, and and it, look, I mean, I just like I'm glad you did it because I would have been accused of of um of of showing my biases, but I'm very clear about how I feel about the the cycle that has gotten us here in terms of you know who who the politicians have act, uh, the governments have act actively served and serviced and continue to service rather than in you know I mean we can only sit and hear so often 
that we've the fastest growing economy in the world while inequality is growing. And you're saying, lads, do you not understand that I don't live in an economy? I don't, I don't get it. GDP figures don't fill my stomach. They don't. I'm going to make it very clear who the who the market is in this country. Okay, the market is the mothers, is the women. They have all of the spending power in this country, and that's who I urge to come out on Saturday. Is the mothers, is the women, is the sisters? Let's stand together. You are the ones who make all the financial decisions in all the households all over this country. You have the market power in your pocket, and don't ever forget that. And just like you know those young working class men who are blamed on you know being stored up those young working class men working class women all over this country have the power in their pocket when they vote and that's what I'm going to encourage them to do is register to vote and when the referendum on housing comes up vote when Fianna Fáil Fianna Gael uh, release us into a new uh, general election vote hmm. yeah. you know what I mean no no it's that's, critical that's where the real power is in this and 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 again, that's because that's another reason why, unfortunately, political uh, education has been overlooked in this country. I believe, <laughs> and many will back me up on this. Will say this, the state don't really want you to be politically educated. Keep them dumb, comfortably numb. Absolutely. Yeah. No. It, it is quite. It's quite striking. Um. Can I ask? The you you mentioned the the, the mothers, the sisters, and and there's a lot. Of, I I I recall from seeing some of the lists of people speaking. It's pretty. It's it is pretty. Uh, this is two lads talking here, but it's pretty women led. It's pretty women led. Yeah, some of the, I think most of the artists are kind of uh, lads. Now we've reached out to everybody. Yeah. So what has come back is I can't drag people onto the stage. I'll drag someone off the stage, but I can't drag people onto the stage. Yeah. What has come back is most of the artists seem to be men. So we need to kind of balance that out. Uh, I'll encourage female artists to get in touch with me if they want to jump up up on stage. Absolutely, I'm reaching out to a Ukrainian. Uh, female singer uh, this afternoon um, so we just we need to find a balance in it because the balance is important because it's e- I think it's easier to live in a country where we have uh, balance rather than it's it's you know one-sided and that's the order that we're trying to live in yeah well no well, I, but you mentioned the artists I can talk about the speakers and the speakers I've all encountered and spoken to myself are uh, powerhouse women from across different, uh, you know, from what, different what, communities. What list have you got? Well, I've, I've spoken to Rosemary Mon, who I've mentioned. I've spoken to Blessing Data already. You know, I mean, these these are these are people like like Lessons is, is is Dublin born, but a, a proud black and Irish woman who also you know has a chronic illness, and she speaks for all for through those prisms brilliantly. Like I can't talk about her experiences, but there she is, and she's and she's she's a wonderful speaker. I remember uh, during the repeal thing, a perspective came to me really quickly. Um, during all the heated debate, is that I don't have a womb. I just don't have a womb, and I'll never know what it is to have a womb or, or to go uh, to go through any of that. So I just don't have, I don't have that perspective. And I'm not black. I'm not Muslim. I'm not a refugee. I'm not disabled. I'm not homeless. And they're the people I think we need to be listened to because that is our country. That is our country. That is Ireland for all. It's all those people. It's the people in prisons. It's the uh, LGBT community. It's the black and Irish community. There's the traveling community. Like I haven't spoke um, face to face uh, with Rose, uh, but I, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. Yeah. It's not something that I fear. 
I want to stand there and give her a hug and have a conversation about what we have in common and get her on our podcast, the Travel Around the Countryman podcast. And mm. I know Martin Stokes, who's my co-host on that, is a little bit sceptical and a little bit fearful, but we all have to take a courageous step forward together. Mm. Otherwise, we just stand in, in, in the murk. You know what I mean? Stand knee deep in our own insecurities. And I'm, that's not, I've tried to live in a world where I'm insecure and I'm full of hate. And it leaves me in a room on my own with a rope. And I'm not being bleeding glib about, about that. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I put love at the center of everything. Because the alternative is blood and fire on the streets. Yeah, uh, well, we want to make sure. Uh, no, look, Dean, you've been always been very, very open about speaking about your own mental health and and how you. Uh, what, what, one of the conversations myself and Dean have had about is 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 you know our own um, our own struggles, but our own kind of uh, ideas of how how we do that, and and you know, I, like I. I, I encourage anybody to to uh, to if you want if you feel like that if you feel down obviously reach out use the services that are available but also think of what Dean has just said there about 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 that per- perspective of love at the center of everything I mean um that there there's so much there's so much good in the world and this is what we're hoping to bring out this Saturday uh, Dean if I was just to ask you uh, to to wrap though are you hoping to see faces that went to some of the other marches, the intimidatory marches, I will call some of them. Are you hoping to see some of those faces actually come and 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 be present in in a positive sense? Not just hoping. I know. I'm. I know that they will be there. Okay, they've told me that they're going to be there. And one of the first things we done in Ballymun was um, listen to those voices. They are the voices in our community, and mm. if we we ignore them at our peril, they are us as well. You mm. know what I mean? And uh, we can't like like people keep saying we're not we we don't but like the country voted overwhelmingly for Michael McDowell's racist referendum. It it voted in my lifetime to say there are there are friends of mine and we saw this in the last twenty four hours where I've been going on for years about the Irish uh, investor program, the immigrant investor program, which is golden visas, right? So you could half a million quid, you can basically buy your way into Ireland. Um, I've been going on about it for years, and one of the reasons I get so upset about it is because there are friends of mine who were born here, but because their parents were of African descent, don't have Irish passports. Yet these, yet, yet you can rock up, you know, throw five hundred grand to barter capital to fucking Richie Bar- Bar- Barrett, you know, and get an Irish visa. It's just you, you can buy it. You can buy a way into Ireland, but yeah. if you're fleeing war or oppression or political crimes or whatever, you know what I mean. Mm. You can't. You have to beg and you have to to stand there and line for ten years in direct provision. Direct provision is broken, mm. okay. And immigrants and those seeking refuge and asylum didn't design our. Uh, direct provision system, our uh, inter- international protection system. They didn't mm-hmm. design that. They're just, uh, uh, it's a circumstance in which they find themselves, okay? Just like a homeless person didn't design homelessness, it's a circumstance in which they find themselves. The traveling people did not design the uh, disgusting dis- uh, conditions that they live in, in um Halton no, sites across no, the country. That was the state did that. The state did that. Fina Fall and Fina Gale did that. That's who this is. Uh, 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 this is opposed to. That's who. That's where the fight is. And if you have a vote in this country, I urge you on the next election to use that vote. Okay, and mm. don't be threatening to burn people out of refugee centres, please. That does not represent me or anybody that I'm associated with. Absolutely. And just on the mental health stuff. 
every single person you see in this country or have ever seen or will ever see in this country or anywhere else in the world has their own shit, has their own insecurities and fears, but they also have their own love, every single person. And if you see other people as human and you don't see them as villains or demons or the devil or the other, I think that's the Ireland that, that, that we're suggesting. Okay, and that's that's the call that we'll be making uh, on Saturday, probably in front of 20,000 people. If it's 40,000 people, I wouldn't be, uh, you, you know, surprised. So come out, come all ye. This is Ireland for all. This is dignity, solidarity, strength, community. Don't be afraid. I'm standing there. I'm six foot tall and I'll wrap my arms around you and I'll hug the bleeding life out of you. OK, and I'll show you and I'll give you love all day, every day. Listen, folks, uh, we are asking you all to come out and tell people as well. Share, let them know, make sure you're tweeting. Uh, there's also a, a, a an online post where you can you can post your 10 second video uh, as why you're going. And then they will be sharing across the Ireland for all hashtag and, and, and in those different social media realms. So, so if you can, please, 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 you know, get your hearse out and, and, and show that. And that video call is, I'm going to read it out now. My name is Dean Scurry. I want an Ireland for all. Diversity, not division. We are stronger together. See us all Saturday, February 18th. Cade made a fault. And Christy Moore is playing. Are you joking me? Uh, down. No, no. It's going to be stunning. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm more there for Adam Muhammad. Me, me, I me am own. an ordinary man. Nothing <laughs> special, <laughs> nothing grand. Well, I think everybody knows you're anything but. Uh, Dean Scurry, thanks so much for your time. Uh, looking forward to seeing you and getting that hug off you on Saturday, brother. It's been, it's been, a, it's been great to see the the work that you've done for years and years and years. But also, really, really heartening to see the last few weeks how how quickly people have rallied in the community, and and it's a credit to yourself as well. So thank you for everything you do appreciate it no problem brother and the work that you guys do on this podcast and the tortoise shack service in general is stunning and i urge people to throw a fiver a month in please support these guys because otherwise we're just listening to the rte and we know how humdrum that can get talk to you soon brother see you saturday for me to be more loving and tolerant and embracing of other people and other people's cultures like i was in them Fuerteventura surfing uh, with me mate at Christmas and I noticed there wasn't many brown or black people there so I asked the dude who he hired the camper van for him and he was like where's all the brown people and he's like you know it's kind of more Germans and you know da 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 white people that come to this island Yes. so the day I was leaving I went down to the docks went into this little cafe and I was chatting and there was this uh, black girl there she was kind of a little bit nervous and she was having a lunch and then when she went for a smoke, she grabbed her purse and her bag and she walked past us and I tried to be as less threatening to her as possible. So anyway, between the jigs and the reels, I got talking to her and she's there as a photojournalist for a big newspaper and she's documenting. So she's a young black Moroccan woman documenting refugees leaving Morocco and places like that and going to the Canary Islands. She's taking pictures of that. And we got talking about that. And that's kind of when I realised my New Year's resolution is to encourage those conversations as much as possible so I am less fearful and less ignorant and less ill-informed of those types of things. And as we were talking, 
I start bursting out bleeding, crying because I realised that the conversation we were having, me and this young black journalist, photographer, was very, very rare, but very, very important. That we see what the, the common humanity that we have rather than seeing the division, the obvious division we have. She's a woman, I'm a man, we can't talk. She's black, I'm white, we can't talk. She's Moroccan, I'm Irish, we can't talk. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Telling you now, fuck that shit. Is there a song we is can that sing about to, that? Is that Go, going to me? Fuck that shit. Is that going, is that going I don't want to be racist <laughs> or um, know any racist. Yeah. If you're an intolerant, ignorant racist, go fuck yourself. So, Dean, tell me something now. Now that you're talking about racists, yeah? Do you, um, what do you think of people that are racist? I think. No, uh, let's get this one for right first. Let's okay? do it. Let's do it. No, let's get this one right. Um, racist, racism and discrimination are the same thing, am I right? Yeah, okay. Let's be honest. The yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. Is there, can you do, you do you know any difference in them? Do you? Discrimination is kind of like you treat one set of people differently from another set of people. Where yes. racism is one set of people expressly feel superior to another set of people. Same thing. It's kind of yeah. Dang. One of them. So I can feel superior and not treat you differently, or I can feel superior and treat you differently. But it's a fact that people are still being treated different on, on, on both of them. Uh, yeah, based on the on a number of things. Like no, I think it's just written in different lines. That's all. Kind of so. Irish people were treated differently, for example, in America and in London. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that. You know, I wear a T-shirt now that says more blacks, more dogs, more Irish. Be mm. And it's a kind of antidote to the slogan that was used in London, right. which says no blacks, no dogs, no Irish, no travellers, no, travelers, no that's Jews. Right. Yeah. Like in America, in the 50s, there was a signs all over the place that says no Jews, only Gentiles. Mm. Yeah. And I was looking going, what is a Gentile? Because I remember hearing that word when I was growing up, Jews and Gentiles. And a Gentile is basically anybody who's not a Jew. So the sign was saying, no Jews. And then underneath it had, only white Northern Europeans accepted. This was in like, like a golf society in America in the yeah. 50s. Only white Northern Europeans accepted. Sick. So that's a superiority thing. We're white and we're superior and you're not and you're inferior, and we're going to treat you differently, so much so that we're going to exclude you from our society. We're going to separate you apart, yeah? And the word apart, the next word after that is apartheid. So travellers, for example, put out apart or separate to settle people is a form of apartheid. So I think that that's kind of it. Superiority is actually, for me, is people's way of expressing their insecurity or their in their feeling of inferiority or their fear. So they'll stand up and go, no, me, big white man, me, I'm best. You are a black man. Is that how white men talk? I don't know what accent I'm trying to do there. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Me, I'm, I'm a white Irish Christian nationalist. I am the best. Anybody who's not white Irish Christian nationalist, go fuck off and get out of the country. The madness of that is... Irish people in Ireland make up a very small percentage of Irish people in the world. 
That's right. So let's say there's a hundred million Irish people in the world. Mm. Four or five million of them live in Ireland. So five percent of all Irish people, all Irish stories, all Irish poems, all Irish money, all Irish relationships. Five percent only live in Ireland. Ninety-five percent of Irish people are all over the world. Are immigrants? Yes. Are foreigners basically? For- We're foreigners. Ninety-five yeah. percent of our total, what we call Irish ethnic group. Yes. We're foreigners. Simple as yes. Done. That's it. So how the fuck can we stand up and point the finger at foreigners coming in here? At basically. foreigners coming in here, or people who we perceive as inferior to us because we're afraid. So I think that that's where it's at. And I, all day, every day, will challenge the fucking stupidity of that, the ignorance of that, the selfishness of that. So Dean, tell me something, right? I know it's probably, um, you don't like people who are racist against others, do you? No, no. I just don't like anybody who thinks they're superior to anybody okay, else. Okay, right. Uh, you don't like uh, people who discriminate against other people, do you? If you're discriminating, if if somebody else is getting treated differently based on anything, uh, I question that. Height. Let's say, okay, only six foot people can get the ice cream. Well, what about five foot five people? Yeah, well, they don't get ice cream. Only people with brown eyes can get into the shop. Well, what about people with no eyes? Yeah, well, we don't serve no eye fuckers. Only left-handed people get clothes. Well, what about right-handed people? I was discriminated when I was a kid because I was left-handed. And I was actually called lefty or dummy or fucking... <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Now, only recently in this country, if you were gay, you went to prison. Only recently in this country, if you were A, B and C, X, Y and Z happened to you. Only recently in London, if you were Irish, you were accused of being a terrorist. Only recently in this country, if you were a traveller, you were a fucking knacker. So how long are we going to hold on to any of this stuff? And who's the new victim? Is there this wanky phrase, military-aged black men? I'm a military-aged man. Am I a threat to people in this country, to young men and young women? Are people going to school? Yes. I live beside a fucking school. Am I a threat because I'm a man? So I'm calling that shit out all day. It's based in fear. It's based in in, uh, division. If you think that those people are the enemy, you want to get your fucking head out of your TikTok, okay? The enemy is the banking institutions, is the corrupt political classes. If you think it's some poor refugee immigrant coming into Ireland, there's 95 million of Irish people doing that around the fucking world for the last 200 years since we had the famine. If you knew people who were discriminating, just say, against blacks, for instance, right? Would you, if they were friends of yours, would you like that? No. Simple question. I have friends who do that. You have? Yeah. No, they don't always put the hand up and say... And they still call them friends, yeah. That's an interesting one. If somebody is like that, and I I realise they're like that, because not all the time they put the hand up and go, you know, by the way, I don't like gay people, or I don't like um, disabled people. Not everyone says that. No, but if you've seen it happening... If I seen it happen, let's say, for example... If it was a close friend of yours... Here's, there, here's an interesting one. I was getting a taxi once home from a Vicar Street gig and yeah. I was with another couple. And one of the people 
that was with us was a taxi driver. The fella I was with was a bit drunk, but he was a taxi driver in his normal day. Oh, he was day. a taxi driver. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So this taxi's coming towards us. It's half one in the morning. We're all a bit drunk. We're all going the same way. I yeah. put my hand out and the taxi driver was black. Yes. And he said to me, I'm not getting into that taxi. And I said, we don't have a relationship anymore. Did you? Yeah. We're kind of done now because you're a fucking idiot. That's the stuff, yeah. You know what I mean? Not like, oh, please, oh, we're all drunk, oh, it was only messing. So did you get into the taxi? I got into the taxi with the black left, man, left him with there. my partner, and went home and just left him and said, bro, you're big and bold enough to be a fucking idiot on your own. That's right. You don't need me to be an idiot with you. That's right. And I'm going to call out your stupidity. I think if you don't call it out... You're complicit. Well, he didn't in do himself any favors. He was just standing on the street, wasn't he? Yeah. If you don't call it out, you're complicit in the in the ignorance, in the in the self righteousness, in the uh, self importance, in the in the supremacy. Yeah. If you don't call it out, if you just shut your mouth and you say nothing and you hear no evil, see no evil, get off the fucking fence and take a stand. You're making us a part okay? of it because there's people in this world who are being really, really fucking hurt, and some of them are your cousins, friends, aunties. Some of them were gay, some of them were disabled, some of them were this and that. So if we don't call it out, we're complicit. Yeah, it needs, it needs to stop somewhere, doesn't it? So, okay, so to 2023, if any of my friends are intolerant racists, just do yourself a favour, come and have a chat with me, or fuck <laughs> off. Boom, done. Oh man, indeed. I yeah. like that one. And yeah. if any, here's another one for you. If any traveller men don't have what it takes to sit in a room with a traveller woman, <laughs> go and fuck yourself. Cards on the table. Go yeah, and Dean, fuck that, yourself. Yeah, but you're, you're bringing it here. There's no one saying anyone's racist against traveller women. We just, we're simply saying. Uh, you know what I mean? You call, I we're just simply, call it the way I see it. We're simply saying through our own, through our own weaknesses, we are very shy to talk to, travel, to other traveling women. So right? grow a set of balls it's and very, start talking. It's grow, very, grow up. It's very grow simple, up. and that is not disrespecting anybody. I'll you be your <laughs> baby tonight. Oh my God! Gives an old tune there, will you? You can calm down there a bit now, Dean, because you're beating everybody up there for a little while. So take a take a breather there. It's beating everybody up. It's about if you want to be. If you want to be silent, be fucking silent. But it's not good enough. More blacks, more dogs, more Irish. If you want to be silent, you want to sit in the fence, you want to sit in your little cosy fucking um, I'm all right, Jack. Don't put, the, don't put the knackers in beside me. If you want to sit in that world, just fuck off. I've no time for you. I've, I've no. no tolerance for that. I'll sit down and have a conversation with you and tease it out, but I guarantee you it's based in your fear, your ignorance and your insecurity, and it's not based in love. Yeah, it's too much of it. Too much of it happening all over the world, to be honest about. But you look at it up to themselves if they want to change it or not, isn't it? It's their own, as you say, it's their own, um, it's their own ignorance. It's, it's their, their own, own bag of shit that they're carrying around. Which means it's their own problems. Yeah, but, but it's not just their own problems when they're out marching on the streets in my community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or with our own pointing fingers. But it is their own problems. It really is. It's the problem. I know, but they can also cause real hurts to people. Oh, yeah, that's true. I know based that's... in fear. The boogeyman in this country used to be the traveller. Yes. There's a new boogeyman. He's a military-aged brown refugee from Africa. That's the new boogeyman. So anyway, I was out surfing, and between the jigs and the rails, I was in the big boy surf, and I'm not a big boy surfer, and I had a couple of accidents, and one of the accidents was... I dislocated the tip of my little finger because I had the leash wrapped around it. A big wave came in. Anyway, 
me finger dislocated and I pushed it back in, put a little splint on it, came home, went into the rapid injury clinic in Smithfield. Within an hour, I was seen by a non-Irish brown person. Yeah? Yeah. 20 minutes later, I got an x-ray in a room by a non-Irish brown woman. Yeah. Um, another 20 minutes later, somebody else came in to check on me and they were like, you know, Eastern European person. I went in, all nice people they were. I went into the hospital the next they day. They looked after you, basically. I went into the hospital the next day for surgery. Yes. I probably got the care of about 15 people. Some of them Irish, some of them male, some of them white, some of them brown, some of them Italian, some of them Chinese, some of them fucking African. But they all fell over themselves all to give the me people. care and love and attention. Very, very gorgeous. And I'm telling you what... If I want to throw that back in their face and say we only want white Christian Irish people in this country, what a fucking idiot I am. What a hypocrite I am. Yes. They fell over themselves to save my tiny little finger. While there's people in this country dying of fucking COVID and whatever else, flu and trolleys, me, fucking Tico from Ballymoon, paid 75 quid and got treated like a fucking king. Very good. And I'm telling you now, it made me really look at where we are as a country. If we think that this country will survive with just safe, white, Irish, Christian people, we need to get our fucking head out of our arses. Supposing this country went upside down. The way you say that, supposing this country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> supposing this country went upside down in, in a year's time. Just say that. Yeah. And the majority of people had to flee from this country for one reason or another. And Let's say the Brits got the initial ah, ball. Whatever, Dean. Look, whatever. Let's right. say, oh, like, uh, okay, sorry, go on. I'm just saying. I'm not going to start. Always at the Brits. Which reason? You 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 dead down the Brits. Is <laughs> uh, any wonder there's none of them over here in Ireland? Uh, suppose and say right again. This country upside down, and say for one reason or another that the Irish people had to flee Ireland and head to America or England or whatever. Somewhere country. where they're not white and they don't speak. Whatever English. country takes them in, yeah. Iceland. Well, that's why. Yeah. Um, what would the feeling be then, like um, about the date half? And, it, and it, it did happen before. We know that back in the war times, where um, they all had to emigrate to America and stuff. Yeah, the fucking famine. America, uh, not just to America, emigrate to to anywhere they could. The best way of putting it, even for to get a work or one thing or another. So, um, what's the difference then of of of, of um, other people coming in here to this country? Just to live. Martin, don't be making this about other people. We want what we want. We're not getting what we want. Um, fuck everyone else. I don't care about anyone else. I'm just looking out for me and me ma and me sister and me brother. I, I'm all right, Jack. And I don't really give a rat about any fucking other people. And don't be trying to set me up going, what if Ireland was at war tomorrow? Ireland's never going to be at war. Yeah. There's never going to be a famine here. We're never going to be colonised. We'll never have to move out of this safe little country yeah, and travel the world and look to scrape out a living in the, all the different pockets all over the world. Maybe look That's for, a fucking maybe, fantasy. Maybe look for rations, never mind anything else. So, during the week, Martin rang me up and he said, Dean, I want you to listen to something. And he read me something out and it was powerful. It was really, really powerful. So Martin has a lovely piece that he's he's going to read now. I just want people to sit back and listen to it and just, just hear the words. We are one. Hello, good Irish people. I've come here to your isle. 
I had to flee my country. I'm just here for a while. I ask you to be patient. I ask you to be kind. Please don't close your heart to me or pretend to be blind. To you, I might look different cause my language or my race. But if we work together, it can be a better place. I don't know why you're angry. Please help me understand. If we could sit and talk a while or maybe shake a hand. To me, ye are nice people, as all the world can see. If your government has let you down, don't take it out on me. I understand your anger if things don't go your way, but let's just get together and make a better day. I have a home and family and everything was fine, but war destroyed our country, we had to leave it all behind. So please try to be with me, if only for a while. We might get to know each other, or maybe share a smile. I know we might look different by the color of our skin, but the true fact is we're all the same when we look from within. So thank you Irish people for your patience, love and care. I'm glad that we have talked it out and took the time to share. So now the war is over, I'm free to go back home. When I get to see my family, I never more will roam. And now back in my country, I'm sitting all alone. I'm thinking of my Irish friends and welcoming them to my home. So if you think of coming to stay here for a while, my door is always open and I'll greet you with a smile. I love the Irish people. They are great and they are fun. Welcome to my country, cause together we are one. Good morning, Dean. Are you there? Good. We have you live now. Good morning, Dean. How are you? I am very good. Very good indeed. Happy, uh, happy New Year to you. I wish you the same. So I know you, but my audience would like to know you as well. Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, so my name is Dean Scurry. Uh, I am from Ballymon in Dublin, so I am a Ballymoner. Okay. Um, I'm a community leader for about 30 years in Ballymon. Okay. And most recently, I do a podcast called A Traveller and a Countryman. Um, so I would do that with a traveller man called Martin Stokes, and then I am the countryman. That's what traveller people call people who aren't travellers. They call them settled people or country people. Okay. So... And then... Yeah. And also... Also, a few years ago, to help the homeless situation in Ireland, um, I occupied the building at Christmas and took in a hundred homeless people. Wow! Uh, so, a lot of people would know me for that activity. That that that's really that's really amazing. So, for somebody so, like you as a Balimona, then what happened in Balimona a couple of days ago was that not unbelievable? No, it's not unbelievable. It's not nice from any side. It's not nice from the guys coming to our community seeking uh, shelter and refuge and asylum. But also, Ballymun is an interesting community 
because we have kind of been uh, so in about 50 years ago Ballymun was set up as this new amazing utopia community in Ireland and very quickly very quickly the council in Dublin the Dublin City Council did not continue their part of the agreement when people paid rent they did not maintain the area the government did not put in the services like shopping centres schools and bus routes so we have had a 50 year history of not very good services in a community that is kind of like public housing. And what happens is people don't aspire to do much better, you know, in their job. They don't go for promotion or go to college too much because they get too educated and then their rent will go up. So this has caused a lot of problems in, in Ballymun. Yeah. And then the Dublin City Council recently in the last 10 years spent 1 billion euro to fix, you know, some of these problems. But this caused more problems. So now 20% of all the homeless people in Dublin are from Ballymun. Yeah, and there's a lot. Like homelessness is the number one issue, homelessness and housing in, in the government for the last five years since we, since we occupied Apollo House. If you bring in the complication, complicated issue of refugees, asylum seekers, direct provision, and you put that into a community like Ballymun, the people there are a little bit confused to say, we have a lot of homelessness in this community and now you want to put in extra bodies, extra people in, in places that we don't have. So they're a little bit angry. So my role is to kind of be in the middle and say, hold on, we have to see these brothers and sisters coming from different places in the world as uh, as the same, as us. You know what I mean? They yeah, are yeah, also sure. victims. They are also victims in, in this question. And they are not the they are not the devil. They are not the, the boogeyman. They are not the danger to our women, blah 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 blah. <laughs> of course. So the, the, the gathering, the protest took place in front of the of the of the shelter for asylum seekers and a lot of people Ministers, politicians, uh, community people have been saying that was actually an intimidation. And where you have children, that, that, that can be scary. And it may be an experience that maybe those kids will never forget. Well, you have said that, okay, the protest, everybody has right to protest, fine. And based on what you explained now, maybe Balimonians had that right to actually be angry and put their foot down. But at the same time, do you think the protest should have been staged in front of the shelter? Uh, no, I don't. I think that that is um, it's a misguided or a misdirected protest. It's it's a bit of fear and anger, uh, and like there are a lot of protests. Like there was a protest, say, in November in Dublin in the city centre for housing. Not many people from Dublin turned up. Maybe only ten thousand. Okay. You know? And what we need for these people to do is, yes, have a release for your frustration and have your anger and protest, but do it in a place where the people who are making decisions and power and have money, do it where they sit, not in the pl- in the place where you have vulnerable, scared women, children, men coming from places where they might be attacked or killed in their own country for war or for their beliefs. Or they, they have to leave for, you know, climate reasons and so on. Do it in the place where the men in suits are making decisions, not in the place where there's children in uh, pajamas. Yeah. 
looking through the so window and looking at like what's happening. Everybody, my invitation to everybody in this country is protest in the place where power is. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that would yeah, be power is. I, I think that 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 is re- great. So, what would be your message to the government this morning in terms of engaging with people? You know, based on what you explained that uh, for so long, even be, it's not even about the asylum seekers, but the fact that 20% of homeless people are actually in Balimon. And now the asylum seekers are being sheltered in Balimon again. So we know there is housing crisis in Ireland and there is a homeless issue in Balimon, especially now. So what would be your message to government this morning? My message to government is you have woken us up and we are coming for you. That is the message. You have allowed these situations, this lack of communication, uh, this property speculation, this homelessness, and now you have woken us up. We are awake now and we are coming for you. And you better be responsible or you go, you leave. You can get out, out, out. Not the refugee. You, the politician, the speculator, the banker, you can get out, out, out. Mm-hmm. So what are you, you, you've been, you are a community leader and you've been working with diverse people for years. What has been your experience working with uh, non-Irish people in Ireland? So the other day uh, I had an opportunity at the end of a protest, I kind of snuck in behind all of their fear and anger and I went in and I met Lucky. You know Uncle Lucky? No. Uncle, he's, he's, he's from Massoi, um, the organization, Lucky Kambuli. And I, he is, uh, he's an elder, an African elder. Okay, okay. Let's put it that way. So I met him and he took me in to meet these young boys, these young men that everybody is afraid of. And I stood there and I put my hands out and I said, brother, I am your brother. But that is my experience of meeting them. I will come open. You are my brother. But also the people outside angry, they are my brother. They are my brother and sister. So mm. my experience is, where possible, bring people together. Let us look each other in the eyes. Look at the humanity and not the fear. Look at the human and not the devil. So my experience is, uh, we have, across Ireland, and not just in Ballymun, we have opportunities to come together. Uh, and that is what I look for. Where, how can we come together? Because division is makes us all weak. If we're all divided, we're all weak. And some some organizations want us to be weak, you know? Like the government does not want us to be strong. Mm. Far right organizations do not want us to be strong. Thank you, know? you so, so much, Dean. My thing is where do we find strength in each other? Yeah, yeah. We need to find strength in each other and uh, strengthen ourselves. So, so that we can be strong together. Yeah, and it begins with ourselves. The courage begins in our stomach, in our heart, yeah. in our head. You I was know, going to ask you that now, talking about coming together, where do you think we can start from? We're doing this now. Me and you having conversation now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My name yeah. is Dean. I am a white man. Your name, tell me how to pronounce your name. I'm, I'm, I'm from African descent. So how do I say your name? Tell me. Islamia. Islamia. Yeah, so correct. Being this, this, this being this white Irish man is coming together with Islamia, this black African woman. That's how we do it. Yeah. Simple. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, we have conversations and we see opportunities to learn and grow. Yes, we have differences and they will inform us. But yes, we also have a lot in common. You cry, I cry. You fear, I fear. You you laugh, I laugh. Let us dance together. You know what I mean? Of course. It's so simple. Let us play football together. Let us let us let us cry together. If we do it together, we are stronger. If we do it apart, we are not. Yeah, I agree with you absolutely. So, lastly, before I let you go, Dean, what would be your message to Balimonas this morning? The situation is still there; nothing has really changed. I may not even change in a while. So, and you are saying okay. they're afraid, they're angry, and all. So, would you like to like kind of make an appeal to Balimonas that that are listening this morning? Okay, so my appeal, my my statement is to young men, you know. So when I was a young man, 17 years of age, in this country, there was a lot of protests about drugs, drug pushers, out, 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 yeah? Yeah. So I got involved in this, and at a certain point, I was standing beside a drug dealer's house with a petrol bomb in my hand, ready to kill a man. Hmm. Yeah? But then I got some extra information from a community leader to say, this drug dealer, he's doing a sneaky business illegal with the police also. Oh, I didn't see that part of the thing. I just seen my anger and I seen this is the person that I want to take my anger out. And I stopped for a second and I took the advice of the community leader. And I did not throw a petrol bomb at this man's house. Mm. And if I did, I would have gone to prison and I would have had a life of pain and and regret. Of course. But now I have a life of I have a life of love and community, solidarity, humanity, joy. So it's a choice. Mm. You know, that's yeah. it. That's it, sister. It's, it's yeah. a choice. But some 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 people they don't know they have a choice. So let's show them the the option. Let's show them the choice. Okay. Thank you so much, Dan Curry. I hope um, we. We do this more often when you have something going on in the community. You can always call me to let us know about it. And uh, we look forward to working with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look forward to giving you a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you so much, Dean, for your time this morning. Thank you, sister. Thank you very much. All right, bye, bye now. Bye. Enjoy your day. Hey, this is Dean Scurry. Uh, I'm a Ballymona. I am 50 years in Ballymona. And what we know in Ballymoan is that this is the best community in the world. It's strong, it's loving, it's brave, it's welcoming. And that's where we're going in our community. We are an amazing community. We are a light in this country. The perception is that we're not. But when you come and you're here, we are full of love, full of welcome, full of warmth, full of wisdom. And the story that we're going to put out in the community over the next couple of weeks will reveal that to the rest of the country to go, wow, Ballymun is amazing. And Ballymun opens its arms. We have been uh, the rubbish in this country for 50 years. We're 50 years old this year. And for the next 50 years, we're going to go on a transformative journey of healing and loving. And I think... What you see in Ballymun over the last couple of days is a bit of fear. And there's 
people who are not from this community, who don't protest in this community normally, who are taking advantage of a people who are tired and in fear. And none of those people who are coming to this community, like the Nationalist Party, were with me when I held one of the largest protests ever in this country in Apollo House. And the reason I done that is because 20% of all homeless people in Dublin are from Ballymun. We fight our own fights. We are our own community. We are strong and we know where we're going. There isn't hate in this community. Who is the baddie? Let's put a poster of the baddie up on the wall and then it's easy to spread the myth and the lies that this person is the baddie. And in London in the 70s, the white Irish man was the baddie. We were the bombers and the terrorists, okay? And it was the travellers and it was the gays and it was whoever else is easy to put up on a poster. These guys will never put themselves up on a poster and say we're the baddies. They will play Irish traditional songs and whistle Dixie and get people to walk down a road. That's easy to do. What's not easy to do is to be in this community for 50 years and do community work and be in it every single day. Rain, hail or snow, snots and tears. I don't think it's a counter protest because then that means that we're in a fight with this group. I'm not fighting with this group. I'm not fighting with anybody. What I'm going to show is, by example, I'm going to breed through my heart. I'm going to show love in my community. That's what we're going to do. We're going to show community, solidarity, humanity. That's the journey that we're going on. Yeah. Now there is another journey of fear and hate and I totally understand that and blame and finger pointing but at some point the boogeyman has to be other than the easily kickable brown African refugee. Uh, there was a housing protest that happened in Dublin a few weeks ago. Uh, about 10,000 people turned up. We need 200,000 people to turn up at that and this year when we have a housing referendum we need people to vote yes when we have a water referendum we need people to vote yes we don't need to be blaming people in our community who are afraid and calling them racists because they're not they're just tired and afraid and me and a number of other community leaders met tonight and I am like my name is as synonymous in Ballymone as news talk is around the country Okay, um, people know me. They know I'm not bullshitting. They know when when I speak that I'm speaking with truth and honesty and love. And I'm going to encourage them and support them to come on a journey with me. And part of that journey is I went into the accommodation yesterday and I held the hands of four black men and I called them my brothers because they are my brothers. They're either my brothers or they're my enemies. They're my brothers. And the people of Ballymun are my brothers and sisters as well. And I think we can all come to a point in understanding, seeing the humanity in it, where we can see each other as human and not as victims and not as villains. Of Dean Scurry. A very small minority. I would reckon if there's 20,000 people in Ballymun, that the 200 people there or thereabouts makes up about 1%. But that's not to dismiss that 1% and their feelings and their fears and their power. They have something to say and they want to be heard. It just mightn't be the most 
thought out thing that they're saying might be based in fear it might be based in misinformation and that's something that maybe me as a a long-term Ballymunner uh, a community activist community worker someone who's done tremendous work in the community with others over the last 30 40 years we might be able to address some of those issues some of those fears some of the, some of that misinformation and i think fear is a really really interesting fuel that's being used in this country if you try and use the fuel of love you don't have as dramatic and immediate results that takes longer community love solidarity humanity takes longer Fear takes five seconds. Fear is like part of it. Limon for all was the word out of that meeting yesterday. Community workers who were there on the ground every day of the week. And really the, the aim going forward is to show solidarity with those whom are being housed in the Travel Lodge Hotel. It's to show solidarity with all. If we alienate people who are standing there protesting and we allow other sinister forces who have nothing else for this community other than fear, if we alienate those people and we allow them to possibly be you know, groomed into the ranks of those nasty organisations. Well, then we're not Ballymun for all. What's planned is well-thought-out messaging, a programme of events that everybody can get involved in, a way of communicating that that doesn't ignite any more possible fear sticks, you know, and bundles of fear. There's loads of bundles of fear going around and it's easy to pour a fuel on them and light them up. You know what I mean? What's the antidote to that? How do we work as a community to encourage humanity, encourage solidarity, encourage seeing people as human, as brothers, as sisters, and not as the baddie, not as the villain, not blaming their skin colour or their gender or their circumstances of homelessness or refugee status against them. And we in Ballymun know that inside out. Like in the 80s, Ballymunners almost had to lie to say, no, I live in Santry in order for you to get into a nightclub or a pub or to get a job so we we know that inside out and that's Dean Scurry a good line I must say uh, hate is like paraffin it reminds uh, me of the whites in South Africa not seeing anything wrong with the um, rules and regulations for black people yeah. in various parts of South Africa. Yeah, you you know you do, you don't get to work, you don't get to vote, you don't do this, this, and this. Yeah, uh, you receive less education, just like travelers in this country. You receive almost different education. Yeah, to the people who are not travelers. There's so many comparisons to direct provision to what's happening to travellers or what ha- what has happened to travellers in the last 50 years in this country to what was happening in your country. And it feels like it's control. And when you were, Martin was saying, why did they do this? Was it because of colour? Mm. I think colour might have been the excuse, but the reason was money and control. Yeah, it was. It you was. Know, power. It was. Yeah, but why wasn't it happening to all the white people in his country then? Because the white people are the ones who came from Europe historically and wanted to uh, remove the resources, the minerals, the golds, the yeah. diamonds from, from the ground. Yeah, exactly. Because South Africa is rich in terms of, of mineral resources. It's rich in, in terms of people as well. The, oh, yeah. The people of South Africa are its greatest asset in my eyes. You know yeah, I mean? no. Especially the black people of South Africa. We were made strong by the sufferings that we faced. We could face anything because of that. Yes. Uh, uh, w- you know, when when, we are, when your back is pushed against the wall, you've got to push back. Yeah, you, you have, have got you no have choice. choice. That's right. We know that in Ballymore, we developed, willingly or not, we developed resilience. Yeah. And so much so that now 
we've developed community and resilience and so much so that now you can see in the middle of this kind of culture war or refugee blaming situation that Ballymun is standing up and saying, hold on a minute. What we yeah. we know what it is to be pushed down, to be alienated, to be villainized, to be uh, you know to be made look like the baddie. So we're not going to do that to others. When you when you talk about that, to me, with the little history that I have about Ireland and and history and and the sufferings of of yesteryears in this country, it tells me that there are people that are ignorant of the history of this country and don't cherish the peaceful settlement that existed here over 100 years ago now. Uh, and uh, it's a shame to those that fought, to those women and men that fought for for the liberation of this country and uh, for people to just uh, tarnish the image of, of Ireland and in the name of Ireland, in the name of the people of Ireland. It's something that that ignorance need to be wiped from from people's heads and teach reality of about about life. We just like the British off for not having an understanding of the Irish British relationship over hundreds of years. That you know they wouldn't understand about Bloody Sunday or about nineteen sixteen or yeah. about the famine. They just wasn't taught to them. And what you're suggesting is that could be similar here in an Irish context for Irish people who just don't understand the Irish story especially of immigration like 95 million Irish people don't live in Ireland because they're immigrants you'll find in the Caribbeans there are Irish origins in the Caribbeans everywhere in the there world are black men with Kerry accents exactly in, in Montserrat yeah so it's it's important for for us to talk reconciliation to talk peace to talk understanding, because we got to create a future for this country, and that future lies with the youth. See, we all know that Ballymun is a good community anyway, right? Yeah. And there is lots of good people in Ballymun, yeah. but uh, they're probably angry for one reason or another, and the chances are they're angry with the government. Yeah. And maybe I can't blame them at times for being angry for certain reasons, Yeah, yeah. but... The cha- right now, they're probably they're probably pointing their anger in the wrong direction. Yeah. So the question they have to probably ask themselves is, who are we, who are we fighting with? Are we fighting with the people that come here? Are we fighting with the governments who's literally not helping everybody? Let, yeah. let alone let alone one one side. So that's where the, that's it's pro, it's possible. That's where the, the the problem could be. It's like um, it's like they're saying. Well, I don't know for sure, but it's like they're saying. Look at well, the governments are not doing anything for us. They won't house us. They won't whatever fix this or fix that or do this or do that. And rightly so, they have the rights to be angry for that. But again, it's just that they might be taking their anger on the wrong yeah. the, the wrong side. Instead of uh, bringing it directly to the governments, yeah. and it's like the travellers years ago used to get the blame for everything. So the travellers would make up a very small percentage of this country. Yeah, and it reminds me of direct provision because direct provision is a very very small percentage. Yeah, and in direct provision, you have people who 
do great stuff, who are great mothers and fathers, who are great children, yeah. who have pregnancies, who die, who commit suicide. Yeah. You have all of these natural things that you ha- have. And yeah. you've also got people who commit crimes, mm. just like in yeah. the traveling community, just like in the normal population. Anyway, yeah. For example, the traveling community is easy going, oh, I seen a fella dumping, he was a traveler. That means all travellers dump now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do we want? Travellers out. Mm. And it reminds me of the situation in direct provision as well. There's a possibility that one video of one guy somewhere doing something that we're not c- quite sure what he done was, but he's in direct provision and he's brown, so we're all going to label them all as that. Yeah. And we've yeah. talked about judging a book by its cover or tarring everybody with the same brush on this podcast over and over and over again. And it's only a small amount of number of people, I think, that do that. But they can be very loud because hate and fear, as I said on the radio, is like paraffin. And you have to get up and get active and get collective and get voting. And people in working class communities across Ireland are doing that. For example, the the protests in Ballymun during the week. But maybe they also need to match that with some information from community leaders or people who had experience in this. Because as I said before, both sides of that uh, protest earlier on today had Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, out, out, out. Yeah. Where last week it was refugees, out, out, out. Mm. It's starting to change. People are starting to listen and starting to get informed and make decisions now based on information rather than fear and hate. Uh, I had the privilege of standing in a room in Ballymun the other day with you in an apartment block, probably, that's what you could call it. Yeah. But it's now being used as a refugee centre. Yeah. And me and you met just at the back of one of the protests. There was a lot of kind of fear and shouting and anger and protesting um, in Ballymun uh, last week. And I kind of snuck in behind that because I didn't want to bring, didn't want to bring my big stupid head into a protest where people were getting out and, you know, feeling like they had to protest. Mm. And I met you. You invited me into this refugee centre. There was a security guard there. He was asking me, who are you and what are you doing here? So I had to kind of say, look, I work in the community. And I stood in a small corridor about 15 foot long. And there was four young black African men there. And they looked, they looked quiet. They looked like they didn't know how to express what they were feeling inside and mm. it looked like what they were feeling inside was confusion. So I went up to them and I put my hands out and I held their hands and I said yeah. to them, brother, I'm your brother. Yeah. And I said, these people outside, they're my brothers as well. And at the moment, they think that you're the devil, that you're mm. the villain, that you're the baddie. Yeah. And you might think that they're the villain and they're the baddie as well. But I know both of you and you're not. They're not the baddies, yeah. you're not the baddies. They're not the people you should be fighting and, and you're not the people they should be fighting. But that's that's not where we're at at the moment. At the, at the moment, we're looking at each other going, that person out there or that person in there wants to harm me. And it is a, it's, it's a lovely divide and conquer tactic or strategy that people yeah. in power use all the time. If I'm fighting with the traveller or if I'm fighting with the gay man or if I'm fighting with the woman, I'm not fighting power. I'm not fighting government. Yeah. And we're not one. We're divided. It's a lovely strategy to use. And once you see the strategy, then you can pull back a bit and we can all stand side by side saying, whoever, out, out, out. Yeah. Politician, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, out, out, out. Cowards choose soft targets because they know they don't have 
the power to fight back or the ability to fight back. The moment we are referring to in that center there with those guys, I was with those guys when the protest started and I could see the fear in them in a room upstairs there. And immediately the, the protest started and they started to, please switch the, switch the lights, switch the lights, turn down the, the curtains. I'm watching, I'm watching this, this movement and, and the scariness from the guys when this big noise coming from downstairs and they were peeping the small uh, uh, in the window to see what's going on. And to me, that fear is what that protest conquers, I mean, uh, uh, brings to people. And when, when we came down and, and met you there, uh, for, I was meeting you for the first time, and that moment when we were together there is the most powerful moment in the history of those guys that were there because you restored hope to them that it's not all Irish people that have got those chants that you are hearing. They are more like you who only want to express love. That moment was powerful and perfect from, from those guys who just experienced the fear upstairs. And it would stay with them for the rest of their stay in this country because somebody came and welcomed them. Because you were looking for me and uh, the guy who says, lucky, who's lucky? And then the guy says, no, this, 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 this guy here is just, is just saying, just coming to say just hi to us. And the security was cool enough to allow that to happen. He could have just been saying, no, 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 because they are all, all, also scared. But that moment was, was just brilliant. And it was it's simple. We held hands, we closed our eyes, and we took a breath in. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And we stood there together. Uh, so I'm excited about what we can do together because John Connor said to me a few weeks ago when he was on the podcast, he says, imagine what Ireland is going to be like when travellers and working class people work together. Well, imagine what Ireland is going to be like when travellers and uh, working class people and people in d direct provision are working, working together. together. Oh, yeah. that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful because I can yeah. feel it in this room today. Yeah, it's going to happen. We've got to believe it and we're going to we're work We're doing it. it. We're doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have yeah. we have great memories and great imagination, but what we forget is we're right here, right now. Let's just do it. And yeah. we are doing it. Yeah. We are doing it. The way this happens is we turned up here today. That's how it happens. That's right. That's us for this episode, Traveller and a Countryman podcast. If you like it, let us know, share it around, and uh, shall we see you on the road?